Sufferings, it's your boy Marty here to introduce Rip 221, a rabbit hole recap. Another Friday morning coffee, Rip. Thank you for bearing with Matt and I this week. We had to we had to push it to Friday again. Hopefully it'll be Thursday for the foreseeable future. Tight Rip, good Rip, brought to you by our good friends at Unchained Capital. Lockdown. Another license this week in the state of Nebraska. If you're in the state of Nebraska, guess what? You're on the list now. You can use Unchanged Trading Desk, which is the best way to acquire Bitcoin right now. I believe this takes them to 32 states, maybe 33. They're working on getting all 50. But if you want to buy Bitcoin and you're in a state where it's possible right now, this is the best way to do so. You go to unchained.com slash trading and you buy Bitcoin instead of Unchained holding it like an exchange would. Uh, you buy Bitcoin, it goes straight into a two or three multi-sig vault, which you control two keys. So you're sending the Bitcoin that you purchase on Unchained Trading Desk straight to cold storage, two or three multi-sig cold storage, which eliminates single points of failure. Since you hold two keys, you always have control of the Bitcoin that you're sending to cold storage from the trading desk. And so you can always move your UTXOs as you see fit. Again, this is the easiest way, the best way. To buy Bitcoin right now if you really care about self-custody and cold storage. I've used the product to work seamlessly. Go to unchained.com slash trading to check it out. Again, 32 states, I believe, maybe 33. Nebraska was just added. So if you're a corn husker looking to stack corn, you can do so very easily now and in a secure way using Unchained's trading desk. Unchained.com slash trading. This trip was also brought to you by our good friends at Brains. 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 Brains, they're here to make you a better miner. They're here to idiot-proof your mining operation. They do this by allowing you to stack more sats. If you have an ASIC that's compatible with Brains OS Plus auto-tuning firmware, and you're not using it, you're an idiot. So they're here to help you idiot-proof your operation by giving you the firmware. If you have an ASIC that's compatible, download it. It's going to help you stack more sats. It's going to make sure... That your machine isn't getting burned out. It's a beautiful thing. You're going to have some management tools. You can leverage Stratum V2. Go to brains.com, B-R-A-I-I-N-S.com. Find out if your ASIC is compatible with Brains OS Plus auto-tuning firmware. If it is, download it. And then go check out everything else Brains has going on. They have Brains Insights, which is your one-stop shop for all your mining data and calculator needs. They have their blog. Uh, and obviously, they have Brains Pool, where you can point your hash rate to the pool. And get and collect hash rate with a bunch of other miners and get paid out on a, a more consistent cadence instead of waiting uh, to find a block as a solo miner. Uh, and if you use Brains OS Plus firmware and you point your hash at Brains Pool, you're going to get zero percent pool fees. Brains.com, B-R-A-I-I-N-S.com. This trip was also brought to you by our good friends at Hoddle Hoddle. Hoddle Hoddle is here to bring you a peer-to-peer lending platform with no KYC, no AML, and it leverages Bitcoin native SIG. Uh, native multi-sig properties, native SIG, native multi-sig properties. Uh, so what you do is you put your Bitcoin up in a two or three multi-sig escrow account. You hold one key, your counterparty in the loan holds another key, and then Hoddle Hoddle holds the third key. Since you have one key in that two or three multi-sig quorum, you have visibility into that escrow wallet so that you know that your sats aren't being rehypothecated. And if you're paying your stablecoin loan back, plus the interest, you're going to get those sats back at the end of the day. 
speaking of that interest, the rates are relatively low compared to other lenders out there. Um, so if you're looking for low rates and you're looking for stablecoin liquidity, lend.hodlhodl.com is the place for you. If you have stable coins, you're looking to get yield on those, you can put them up on this marketplace to be lent out with an interest rate attached to it. And again, since as a lender, you have one of the two or three multi-sig keys in that quorum, you have visibility so that you know the collateral's there, where if your counterparty doesn't pay back the loan, you're going to get you're going to get sats back at the end of the day. Lend.hodlhodl.com. No KYC, no AML, peer-to-peer, low rates. It's a beautiful thing. Last but not least, this rip was brought to you by our good friends at Crowd Health. Guess what? It's open enrollment season, freaks. October, November, December. Inflation's high. Healthcare costs in the insurance industry are usually very high. And if you're at home weighing uh, your budget going into 2023, I would highly consider Crowd Health uh, as your as your healthcare. Uh, it's not insurance, so your your healthcare uh, become a member of Crowd Health, and you're you're gonna approach healthcare cost in a different way. What you do is you pay a monthly fee. That monthly fee goes into a dedicated bank account that you control and have visibility into. You build up a balance, and if you ever have a health event uh, and you need to pay a bill, you pay the first five hundred dollars, and then the rest of the bill goes up to other members in the Crowd Health community, and you crowdsource that bill. Uh, to date, they've had a hundred percent of bills bills paid. Uh, and also with the Bitcoin community, uh, not only is part of your monthly fee, is not only is your monthly fee going to go into a dedicated bank account that you control, can always take back, uh, but part of your monthly payment is going to be put into Bitcoin as well. So you have Bitcoin being held alongside cuck bucks in that dedicated bank account. So you can speculative attack, speculatively attack your future healthcare cost. Uh, these are only some of the benefits. Other benefits include you get a dedicated uh, health crowd health uh, advocate that you're going to work with throughout your time with healthcare, or excuse me, with crowd health as you're a member. Uh, crowd health is going to negotiate on your behalf. So if you have a, a bill, uh, you give them the bill and then they go to the healthcare provider and they, they negotiate the prices down lower and they have great success doing this because uh, of the fact that the, the healthcare provider is being paid out in cash almost immediately. They're, they're happy to um, negotiate with crowd health and, and offer lower prices because they they're guaranteed cash and so it's a beautiful thing if you're drawn to bitcoin because of the sovereignty it makes sense to, uh, to take con- more control of your health care cost as well with the incumbent health insurance industry i uh, really don't have any control it's a opaque black box you just throw money in and hope that you'll get your health care costs taken care of um, but many people are finding that it, it's not as advertised and then on top of that you're you're entering a a community of, of healthy people there's some uh requirements to become a crowd health member and so due to those requirements you have less health events throughout the community and so the overall healthcare cost within the crowd health community is lower than traditional health insurance so go to joincrowdhealth.com tftc to find our landing page the first 1,000 freaks that sign up using the code TFTC or that are joining the Bitcoin community are going to get $99 for the first six months uh, of their fee, which is a significant um, reduction in the in the monthly fee. So use the code TFTC at checkout to take advantage of that. Join crowdhealth.com slash TFTC. Enjoy this rabbit hole recap, freaks.
It was a good one. Okay. You've had a dynamic where money's become freer than free. If you talk about a Fed just gone nuts, all, all the central banks going nuts. So it's all acting like safe haven. I believe that in a world where central bankers are tripping over themselves to devalue their currency, Bitcoin wins. In the world of fiat currencies, Bitcoin is the victor. I mean, that's part of the bull case for Bitcoin. If you're not paying attention, you probably should be. Probably should be. Probably should be. Here we are. Another Friday coffee rip. I don't even have coffee. Oh, man. That's... I'm in... I don't know how you're doing it. Wow, the lag just started really bad. Is it still bad? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Um, I'm in I'm in a hotel, and I have, like, shitty hotel coffee. And I couldn't, like... I didn't have time to run out and grab like coffee shop coffee. So I had one cup of that and now I'm drinking water. Yeah. Shitty hotel coffee is not the best. There's a, yeah, we used to travel a lot for club lacrosse in college and we used to have, uh, we used to rate like the shitty hotel breakfast. It was like the thing we would do in the caravan back to school. A lot of suspicious sausage at the hotels in the Midwest, freaks. Wouldn't trust it. And I got another soundboard clip. <laughs> oh, I have a soundboard. Oh, no. You didn't soundboard clip th that, did you? What, the most recent one? Yeah. You just said? No, no, no. The, um, the one where it's soundboard. Oh, I have it downloaded. It's not on my soundboard yet. Yeah. Whoever clipped that. It's been a busy, productive week, Marty. It's been a busy, productive week. I mean, you know it. You've been productive with me. Yeah. It was a great week. Thank you. Thank you all for joining us on Friday instead of Thursday. I know if we've had yeah. to do this a couple times in the last few weeks. Turn you guys off schedule. As somebody with young children who really understands the importance of schedules, I, I, I thank you, Freaks, for bearing with us as we, as we fuck with the schedule a little bit here the last month yeah i mean every week man every week for four years it's gonna be a little movement you're telling me this week rhrs it's like we never get it we never get a vacation yeah it's 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 the single it's the single i we do a lot of things in the bitcoin space it's the single most mentally exhausting thing we do in my opinion yeah it's also one of the most rewarding, but um, just not being able to, you know, tune out for a week for yeah. four years. Should we work that yeah. into the schedule? I mean, the No Agenda guys—they do that thing in early April where they where they take a week off and they just run clips. Maybe I'm considering it. We don't want to burn the fuck out. No, we don't. But the world needs us right now. We could also do like, uh, a, like there could be a week where like we just check in, and we just don't talk about Bitcoin, just keep the keep the streak alive. But like, oh, we haven't been paying attention at all to anything that's going on in the world of Bitcoin, so we're just going to talk about sports ball. Yeah, some, some point. <laughs> <laughs> talk about uh, like, that. Idea. 
talk about the concussion policy in the NFL. It's not RHR. Me and Marty aren't both on it. No. Um, all right, let's jump into it. I want to talk about mentally exhausting. Like I came to a conclusion like last year that a bunch of the things that we warn about all the time, we're just going to see happen and no one's going to do anything until everyone gets burned. And then everyone's going to act shocked when it happens. And I thought I was at peace with it. But when I saw that Celsius dump last night, I just was broken. I just don't, I just, I just had nothing to say. I had nothing to say. I had nothing. I just, I was just empty inside when I saw it. It just broke me. I mean, that's the main topic today. 14,000 pages of everybody's balance, their address, where they sent to. Not, it, wasn't, it wasn't their addresses. People have gotten that wrong. Oh, yeah. It was, it was everything short of their withdrawal addresses. But it had transaction amounts and time. So, like, you could have, like, a simple script that if you if you take the exact amount and you take the time you just search the chain data and then you can get the addresses but for to be completely clear the exact address of withdrawals wasn't listed but in, at the end of the day the result is celsius is going through bankruptcy all celsius users uh trading history and their on-chain wallets that they either withdrew or deposited from are connected to their legal names and government identity. So this is what I, I mean, I've only, this news dropped yesterday. I was traveling all day yesterday and had just time to to sleep. Yeah. I had like very little time to skim it, but Who's at fault here? The the court or Celsius? Did Celsius have to give up all this data? First, governments are at fault for forcing services to collect KYC, AML, personal information. Um, second, operators of businesses in this industry are at fault for not pushing back more on that. Third of all, Celsius is at fault for going bankrupt and being in a bankruptcy proceeding. And then third, and if, how am I, what number am four, I at? You're on Five. four. You're on four. I'm, and then fourth of all, the judge refused to let them redact this information because this is supposedly standard in bankruptcy proceedings. So Celsius, I don't like giving Celsius any kind of credit, but they supposedly tried to stop this from getting released. And then on top of all of that, um, you know, obviously Celsius was a shitcoin casino. Like they had everything there, including Bitcoin. Um so this aspect of of tornado cash getting criminalized um and we've already seen in the past coin join collaborative transactions getting uh you know flagged and accounts getting locked because of people using that that amplifies all this risk right because when you withdraw or deposit if you're not able to use on-chain privacy tools then you're more exposed in these situations yeah but, yeah, this... but Bitcoiners out there that are like grandstanding because they never use Celsius, like we never use Celsius. Like you still like the if you're Bitcoin only, this doesn't fix this. Like this could just as easily be, you know, a, a swan KYC leak or a, a strike KYC leak or 
um cash or a river a river kyc and this is not even a leak this is just a straight dump by the way i some people are calling it a leak like it was handed over yeah by the company who had the data uh, yeah i mean this is when because uh, i mean that was we were off site this week together and that was like one of the big topics was privacy is a human right and KYC AML is intruding on human rights and how do we how do we push back against that as an industry what do we need to do what can we do is it speaking up more is it people working at exchanges and other third party custodians stepping well, up and saying hey on behalf of our users like we're going to put our put our necks out there and say we don't like this we don't want to do this well i know um i know you don't agree with all of their tactics um their strategies and i don't either uh but this is one of the reasons why even as a person that has completely lost faith in our government and completely lost faith in our policymakers uh, I'm proud of the boys at the Bitcoin Policy Institute because they're the first organization that I know of that is actually trying to push back on KYC AML policies and is pushing forward on Bitcoin privacy best practices and privacy tools. Um, so, you know, I, I don't expect perfection from anybody. Uh, I know I'm not perfect, uh, but at least we finally have an org that's doing that. And at the very least, I'd like to see some industry participation. Like if you're an American Bitcoin business owner and you have to comply with KYC AML regs, like you should be supporting those guys so that they could at least, you know, fight on your behalf if you're not going to fight yourself. Um, but it's a combination, right? It's like you, I would like to see better policy. I have no unreal. I like have no expectations of any kind of benefits there. I, I just expect KYC AML policy to get worse and worse and worse. Um, and then we should also have tools that allow you to route around that stuff. And that, you know, that starts with these, you know, no KYC P2P exchanges like RoboSats and Peach and HODL HODL and BISC. Um, and then it also continues with on-chain privacy tools and Bitcoin privacy tools to make it easier to use Bitcoin privately. So it's really like a two, it should be a two-pronged effort. It should be regulated businesses in the space pushing back against this stuff and tools being built that allow you to opt out of that captured system in the first place. Yeah. Something has to give. So we have like degenesis diogenes in the comments saying we can barely get people to run full nodes, asking them to care about KYC AML is a big ask, LOL. Uh, I added the, he, he put the LOL in there. Um, I don't really think it's a laughing matter, uh, but I agree. And the unfortunate reality is I think people are just going to keep getting burned until they care. And I mean, if you're a Celsius user right now, you don't need to be explained. You know, I, no one needs to tell you why it's a risk. <laughs> like you're, you just fucking learn the hard way and it's the learning's going to happen even more. Um, yeah, I don't know. So it's 14,000 pages of disclosure. How many individual users were were exposed to this? 
Tens and then BTC said apathy doesn't mean we shouldn't fight it. Yeah, exactly. Like we, um, even if even if you know, I, you don't need the majority. Like just any any even one person caring is worth it talking about. I don't know how many users. Uh, too many. <laughs> yeah. Again, privacy is a human right. Like the fact that if anyone in the comments knows how many users, let us know. Jevy, find out for us. <laughs> Jevy, go start counting. Get back to us by the end of the episode. But yeah, again, like like yeah, we were, we were talking about this before. We came on air just like completely deflated. It's like what the fuck? How many times do we have to see this before the government wakes up? Because people, again, I mean, it feels like we're beating a dead horse and speaking into the abyss with no real action being followed up with it. But like people are going to be put in harm's way. You have their physical addresses, how much they owned. Just putting big targets on these people's back that are going to put them in, in physical danger in meat space. And again, any, any of the freaks listening to this know that we advocate. Uh, yeah. John. Acquiring Bitcoin in an OKYC AML fashion to the best of your abilities. Obviously a lot of the peer-to-peer exchanges are not as liquid as many people would like them to be to get as many sats as possible. And that's what, why I truly do believe and I think we're evidence of it here at Rabbit Hole Recap and TFTC. Like the best way to get non-KYC AML sats is to earn them. And, so, and mine. And mine. Which is- I guess. Yeah. Just to be clear, you said physical addresses. Physical addresses are not in this dump. But. No? I thought they were. Phys- physical addresses are connected to these names and stuff in other dumps, and they can be. Cross reference. I thought there was addresses involved. I don't think there's physical addresses in this dump. Yeah. What's it say, Logan? Pull that up. Includes names, trading history, transaction times, and amounts. Oh. Yeah. So, bounties are out there. You just need to find all the other data. Um, three months, uh, Jevy's saying three months ago, Celsius had 1.8 million users, 500,000 active. Over a hundred... Oh, 170,000 were over a dollar. Were rewards over a dollar. I don't know what that means. It was a lot of fucking people. Yeah. It's probably the biggest single. Probably this. I don't know. Maybe the Binance leak was more. Yeah, the Binance had pictures of people. The Binance one was like, it was a hack. And it was hard. It was harder to get a hold of the information. Like this one, like. Is just like on the internet for anyone to download easily. I don't know. Yeah, anybody can go download this this court document. Thank you. The state is here to keep you safe. Make sure you say hi to your FBI agent. Hi, let's talk to the, the RHR FBI agent. I hope you're liking the show. I hope you're proud of the work that you're doing, of the intelligence apparatus that you're a part of. Hopefully you, some policymakers are in that list. That would be 
Somebody, somebody dive into that. That would be interesting to find. Maybe that'll teach them to care about it. Put their feet to the fire. Um, uh, it's so, it's so frustrating, Marty. It's so frustrating, freaks. It's very frustrating. <laughs> FBI agent, listening in. I hope you understand our frustrations. Did you see what BGC pins wrote? FBI, please like and subscribe. <laughs> please like, subscribe. Set your notification bell too, so you don't miss any of this. Uh, um, I hope you're streaming sats at least. Maybe that's the like the FBI entrapment. They're just participating in the value for value model to be like, hey, they're acquiring no KYC AML sats. I can prove it because I sent them to them. Assholes. Well, I mean, it's important to realize there's no laws against. I, I, there's no laws against acquiring no KYC. No, we report uh, our income to the IRS. So, um, I, I, I don't even like the term no KYC because it implies that it's different than the default. Yeah, it's a. Like it really should be like Bitcoin, and then surveilled bitcoin or something like that yeah like the the kyc bitcoin should be kyc bitcoin sh services should be a separate term yeah. like they've already won that narrative battle we've completely lost that narrative battle now it's just i don't even i think it's like almost too late to change that but i don't know yeah yeah because in terms of like receiving it as as income like by default Bitcoin is no KYC. Yes. Right. I mean, by default, the the protocol has no idea that us stupid monkeys have thrown these data attachments to the UTXOs that are being processed by by full nodes. It just knows UTXO set transactions that are happening. Has no idea that we've erected this surveillance apparatus. It's not directly connected to, to Bitcoin, but exists on top of it as a second layer in insecure databases around okay. the world. Well, anyway, freaks, um, you know, uh, be aware that this happened. Uh, let's learn from it. Try and learn Bitcoin privacy best practices. Improve your knowledge. Consider, uh, consider you know, learning about alternative ways to acquire Bitcoin. And um, a good website is nokyconly.com. That lists a bunch of, of resources there. Uh, I did a episode on Dispatch with Bitcoin Q&A, episode 43, Citadel Dispatch. That's titled Bitcoin for Beginners, but it is applicable to everyone. And we include a whole portion on KYC there. We go through all the steps with privacy in mind. Um, and uh, I don't know, try and help educate your friends and family too. Because um, that's, that's always the best way. Yes. Yes, it is. Be aware. And also when you when you like onboard someone, we've talked about this in the past, when you onboard someone, don't just like send them a fucking swan Bitcoin ref link. Like don't just like throw them to the wolves of KYC. Like give them their first sats. Tell them you know have them either either have them like buy you dinner. You don't have to give them to them for free. Have them buy you dinner and then pay them back in sats, or have them give you twenty dollars in cash and pay them you know twenty dollars worth of Bitcoin to a 
you know, a self custody mobile wallet, like let them get their first taste of Bitcoin without all the regular regulated bullshit on top of it. Then if they want to make an educated decision and, and go into one of these services, so be it. Um, but don't just like throw them into the fucking fire. I did this yesterday. You uh, threw something to the fire? No, I didn't throw them to the fire. <laughs> I onboarded them in a way which you would be proud uh, at the airport restaurant before I hopped on my flight. We got there a bit early. So got something to eat, had a coffee, and I tipped the waitress using a SATS card. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. She was not happy about it, but I told her she'll be happy about it later. Just don't lose the SATS card. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, let's get to Clark's dashboard. Uh, on a lighter note, if you can see on the block clock behind me, we're 200 and, uh, and 20 blocks away from a palindrome block. So at some point, between Saturday and Sunday, we can have. I love you just like try. You like really want that to be a thing. Yeah, it's it's my thing. I don't I don't care if anybody else likes it. I just like it. I'm fascinated by palindrome blocks. Is it a palindrome if it's number? Isn't are palindromes only words or? Yeah, it can be numbers too. Okay. We are, according to Clark's dashboard, we're actually. Uh, 219 blocks away. We're at block height 757, 538. My block clock changed a block ago. Uh, the price of Bitcoin is 19,646 cuck bucks. One cuck bucks is going to get you 5,090 sats. We are currently 478 blocks away from the next difficulty adjustment, which is estimated to be on Monday, October 10th. So in a few days, this is a big one. And we're like almost 75% of the way through this epoch. So this data is pretty, pretty legit. It's going to be a 12.6% upward adjustment. Block's been coming in at 8 minutes, 53 seconds on average. So this will be a new all-time high difficulty. Uh, number go up. Number go up. Hash rate go up significantly. Uh, there are 1,138 transactions in Clark's mempool. One sat per transactions are going through and there are 500, excuse me, 5,579.32 Bitcoin in unspent capacity on Samurai's Whirlpool. That is 109.6 million cuck bucks of unspent value. And that's good to see. I think that's, it might be an all-time high on RHR at least. In Bitcoin terms. In Bitcoin terms, yes. Um, yeah, Whirlpool, so hot right now. I mean, we have we have this on the list for software updates, but foundation foundation devices, um, version uh, what version two point zero point four two point zero point four has been released in that. Um, I think they might have added it earlier, but if you didn't know, foundation devices, the hardware they wallet. That was that was where they added it. Okay, so now um, they've implemented Whirlpool. Uh, well, there. it's a Whirlpool extension. So essentially, like Whirlpool has a feature that you can coin join to an XPub, um, and this extension automates that feature. Um, so you, you can actually do this in Sparrow already without any hardware wallet integrating it. And the way Whirlpool works is uh, if you do do that feature and then you want to, so that XPub is cold, right? It's not, 
uh, I mean, the XPub is hot because it's in the Whirlpool client, um, but the the private keys are cold uh, because it's in the hardware wallet. Uh, so, if, but if you want to make it hot in the future, then you can continue remixing for free after that point. Um, and because it mixes straight to, because it coin joins, I don't like the term mixing, because it coin joins directly to, and the Samurai guys disagree with me with that. They always call it mixing still. Um, uh, because it because it does a collaborative transaction directly to the hardware wallet on chain, you can't tell if that that it went to you know a a cold storage uh, keys. Uh, so if people that are in your rounds continue and go and remix forward, it's actually sitting in cold storage, um, and your anonymity set is growing over time as as those participants that were in your original round uh, continue to remix. And then if you come back later and then you remix and you're helping your an anonymity set and their anonymity set. So it's like, it's quite clever how it's set up. Um, but yeah, I mean, these Bitcoin privacy tools are going to become more and more important. Uh, we've been saying this for a long time. Um, I just want to see as many tools as possible and I want to see them become easier and easier to use. Um, it does not seem like we're ever going to get any kind of significant you know, default privacy guarantees on Bitcoin. So it's up to app developers um, to build it on top. And this is a perfect example. So like, let's go through the, let's go through this exact case study of Celsius. You're a Celsius user, God help your soul. Uh, <laughs> and you withdraw your Bitcoin from Celsius. So at least you dodge the rug pull. Um, and then you use Whirlpool or Join Market, you know, some kind of collaborative transaction after that. Yes, you're completely doxxed on how much you bought, how much you withdrew, when you withdrew it, what address you withdrew it to, connected to your legal identity. But at least from that point forward, your on-chain transaction history, your self-custody transaction history is harder to link, much, 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 much more difficult to link. Um, if you don't do that, then all of a sudden and you go to cold storage, then all your cold storage, like if you're not practicing privacy best practices can all get linked to your, 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 you know, your legal identity, even if you acquired those from some other way. So like you're running a bagel shop or something and you're receiving all this Bitcoin to the same wallet that you withdrew from Celsius to, and you're not, practicing privacy best practices, you're not using coin control, you're not using collaborative transactions, then all of those other sources are also getting linked to your legal identity. Um, so it, it, it significantly reduces the risk. I mean, you're never going to remove KYC records. I saw BTC pin saying Bitcoin companies should wipe data all the time. Like they definitely should uh, if they're not a regulated service, but regulated services are basically required by law to keep this shit indefinitely and, and they can't secure it properly. So you should just assume all this information will get out eventually. Um, there well, isn't, isn't only like 10 years they have to hold the data, which is still too long. I'm pretty sure after 10 years they can wipe it. Yeah. But it's going to be like the Disney, it's going to be like the Disney copyrights shit. It's like, it's like 10 years from now we're going to hit like the eight year point and they're going to be like, Oh, well let's add another 10 years to it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, so like I'm, I think we should expect it to be indefinite, um, but but yeah, it's something like that. It's like ten years or something. Um, I mean, ten years is a long time, even if it if it's only that. Yeah. Only. But I expect that to keep 
increasing, right? The length of time is going to increase or like they'll have to hand it over to some, you know, to hand it over to governments and then governments will hold it longer. And they, you know, private companies can't secure the shit, but the governments can't, they are even worse. Yeah, these these governments are demanding this data are the same governments that are right now pushing us towards nuclear Armageddon per their own words. So just keep that in mind as well. They're not keeping us safe in any aspect, whether it be our data security or our physical security. So I actually have this in different order, but I think we should go to the next. The next thing we should cover is the European Union announced a new round of sanctions against Russian individuals and entities. This is hilarious. Um, and in it, they included a ban on interacting with uh, Russian Russian Bitcoin wallets. Bitcoin wallets and also all crypto wallets. Right. So, you know, USDC, you know, Ethereum, Tron, Solana, finance chain, whatever, all 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 of those. And, you know, there's a lot of cocky cocky crypto bros out there that are like, oh, you can't ban this shit, like blah, blah, blah. Yeah, of course they can't at the protocol level. I mean, they can for they can't for like Solana and Binance Chain and presumably potentially even Ethereum, you know, now that they've moved to proof of stake. Um, but they can't ban it at the protocol level with Bitcoin. But what they can do is they can take all this data that they get from all of these lists of Bitcoiners in our transaction history and the Celsius dump. And they can use that with surveillance on chain surveillance corporations to to you know try and figure out who is interacting with these wallets and also figure out which wallets are you know controlled by Russian individuals and entities. And enforcement becomes very difficult. But the play here is basically, you know, you you make an example out of a few people and then the overwhelming majority comply which is like a class that's a classic classic government strategy. So I wouldn't laugh this off, you know, oh they think they don't understand bitcoin, they think they think they can ban bitcoin wallets. Um no, they're going to they're going to, you know, make people's lives miserable if if they catch you interacting with it and they're going to make an example of people and then most people will comply. And then obviously all regulated services are going to over comply with all this shit. Um and inc- increase their their chain surveillance activity and increase their burdensome compliance policies. So this is not a this is a big step. This is a big step and it's it's one of the you know first shots of a, of a long 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 attack. And and it, it, the the first shot was was basically you know uh, com- compelling the overwhelming majority of services in the space to implement these these policies in the first place, and and most Bitcoiners, you know, there 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 are there are dozens of us who who are, are upset about, it, but most uh, most newcomers that come in, they just think of it as the default. They just think that's how it that's how it is. You know, uh, you know, there's a uh, there's a there's a there's a troll who who's on Twitter who who always says that he we were KYC'd at birth so you know why should we fight anything and uh, that that kind of defeat that us. Kind of, loser that mentality kind of, yeah that kind of mentality uh, is is very prevalent in our society today and very prevalent in this industry yeah I mean with this EU ban 
I mean, I, I don't know how broad it is, but like I could imagine they'd try to be like, hey, if there's any Russian who's contributed to one of these open source wallet softwares, that 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 wallet's banned. Like, is any Russian contributor like Blue Wallet, Moon, Electrum? Electrum's run by a couple Russians, isn't it? I don't think that's what they mean by this. Uh, that could be their next step. Um, but what they mean by this is not is not like the wallet software. It's what they mean is, is the, collect, the collection of keys. Um, I mean, Bitcoin is for a long time. I said Bitcoin wallets as a term is like a is a a uh, misrepresenting term, right? But they mean like Bitcoin addresses that are that are controlled and operated by uh, Russian individuals and entities. Uh, they don't they don't necessarily mean uh, you know like an American using a open source wallet that is that has contributors that are Russian. Yeah. With how crazy the world is today, though, I wouldn't be surprised if that's like the next step. And again, fuck, man. Shout out to my brother, my brother in Christ, Kanye West, who's pointing it out. And he's maybe he listens to the pod. The shit is demonic. These people fucking hate you. And again, these are the same governments that are pushing us towards nuclear war, pushing us towards financial calamity, pushing us further into this dystopian uh, digital panopticon. And we just sit here, just keep taking it in the face. Like, ah, ah, ah. Govern me harder, daddy. Or even worse than, I mean, I think there's obviously the people that are like, that welcome it, you know, oh, we get regulatory clarity or whatever. But there's a, the most common thing is, oh, we're already fucked. Like, I'm already fucked. Why should I care about privacy? And, and that, that's the worst, that's the worst to see because it, little improvements do help. You know, obviously, um, they're not perfect, but little improvements on a day-to-day basis, constantly improving your situation, not just in Bitcoin privacy. Like I've said many times, you know, that wiretap you have in your kitchen so you can have a cooking timer um, powered by Amazon and Google, uh, that little bit of convenience that you're getting out of that and you're giving up massive amounts of privacy as a result and sovereignty as a result, um, has has big consequences and little improvements that people make at scale help all of us so you know improve your own setup improve your own situation and help others improve their situation and uh hopefully we can dig out of this fucking hellhole with as little pain as possible yeah but there will be pain there will there is already pain and there's going to continue it's going to get worse and worse yeah no, shout out. I mean, I don't think we have this on the list, do we? Let me check. I don't know what you're talking about. No, you, we do have it on the list. Start 9 version 0.3.2 has been released. Uh, their embassy OS. This yeah, is a pretty. I put, I put all the software updates on the list. Yeah, so this is a pretty massive update for them from a UI UX perspective and then from, a, just from an efficiency uh, standpoint as well. But, like, yeah, like more and more people need to ditch their at-home wiretaps produced by Google and Amazon for stuff like Embassy OS, which allow you to operate within your own private network in your house. Um, Self-hosted for the win. Yeah. 
So you need to self-host as much as possible. Yes. So. Or at least have a friend or family member you trust host your shit. Yeah. Uncle Jim model. Embassy makes that easy too. Because I don't think most people are not going to self-host things. Uh, but the Uncle Jim model can kind of scale. And then, you know, hopefully, hope, you know, self-hosting stuff is getting easier and easier. So that'll help too. Yeah. Um, but in the near future, most will not be self-hosting. But let's, you know, let's see that trend continue and grow. And uh, as 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 people get burned, it it will only increase. I mean, we focus on Bitcoin here, right? But like the ring cameras that everyone has on their doorbells. So like, I can't walk my dog without like going past like four hundred surveillance cameras. <laughs> that are controlled by Amazon, like that kind of stuff, that's all going to get, that's all going to get leaked and dumped at some point. Like all that shit is going to get, like your intimate conversations that you're having with your family, like in your kitchen with the wiretap on, all that shit's going to get released. And and as that happens, people are going to start to wake up. The, the camera you have on your baby that's connected to a fucking internet connection, that's going to get released. And then as that stuff happens, people are going to make the move to self-hosting. And even though it's less convenient, they will realize the value of that. It is less convenient now, but the, the improvements that are being made are less convenient. Yeah, it might be, we can, we can make it, we can, we can make it, you know, the least less convenient possible. We can make it as close to the convenience as possible, but privacy and sovereignty always have an aspect of personal responsibility to them that will always be fundamentally less convenient. But the key is to make those options as fucking convenient as possible so that that hurdle is as low as, as possible. Yeah. Agreed. And it comes to like in, I think we can make this public too, like in terms of convenience, self-hosting, whether come to your content too if you're worried about getting censored for talking about this stuff with embassy dj is working with the embassy team to open like get our open source ghost btc pay server integration on embassy so you'll be able to host your ghost your btc pay server and connect it to on embassy very easily like we do here at tftc um so be on the lookout for that and i mean i've been teasing it for a while DJ is a very busy man, but we're getting close to that. Okay, so I know. Uh, <laughs> Ouch. Um, I know. I know you guys think this is like a doomer rip, uh, but I mean, once again, like my optimism is in that people are going to get burned, and as people get burned, we will improve. Um, so, in, in in the silver lining of all of this, you know doomerish stuff is that you know ultimately we should be in a better place in the future uh there is much hope there's much hope and optimism i want that to be clear um but did you see this uh foundry and grayscale announcement yes yes i did i saw you tweeting about it so foundry right now is the largest mining pool in the world they have over 25 percent of hash uh most of that hash they don't control themselves. They're controlled by independent miners that mine with them as a pool. So usually when we talk about pool centralization risk, 
Um, that's always the caveat. The caveat is if a pool acts maliciously and tries to to fuck around with with the network and and censor transactions, uh, those miners will go and switch. Now with Foundry, it's a little bit different because a lot of their clients are regulated corporations, um, the big guys, the the big warehouse mining types, and they're all KYC'd with Foundry. They like that it's a fully compliant KYC pool. So they are inherently less likely to switch, and they're also inherently, you know, more likely to get uh, pushed on by governments. Now, why do I bring this up? I bring this up because uh, Foundry and Grayscale have come to a partnership on a new investment vehicle. Now, both Foundry and Grayscale are under Digital Currency Group, uh, this massive, this this you know, this massive group that owns a shit ton of companies in the space. Um, they led the, Marquette. they led the New York agreement. Never let people forget that. Agreement. Now, um, they have GBTC right now they have GBTC, which is like, uh, not a real ETF that holds a lot of Bitcoin. And I've said in the past that Bitcoin ETFs and stuff like GBTC aren't as big of a threat to Bitcoin because at the end of the day, you can always choose to self custody yourself. And owning more Bitcoin doesn't give you more control of the protocol. And that that's different with proof of stake. Like there's going to be issues in my mind when Ethereum ETFs are also the largest validators on the network and decide what transactions get included in blocks. This is very similar because this investment vehicle, if it gets very popular, which I expect it will among the institutional crowd and gets more and more money put into it, will control more and more of the hash. And it's not an issue right now, but it could become an issue in the future um, if, if you know, through regulated investors, through fully compliant KYC investors, Foundry ends up with a shit ton of hash rate that they directly control. Um, it could be concerning. It is concerning. It could become an issue. So people should be aware of this and people should be um, thinking about this. Yes. No, it is certainly a new, a new risk vector that exists out there. Because, like you said, historically, it's been individuals pointing their hash at these pools, and they have the ability to move in and out of these pools at a moment's notice. But if Foundry owns these machines, and so that's like where it gets hairy. Like they're hosting these machines on behalf of clients, but you have to imagine part of the contract will be if you're hosting with us, you have to point at our pool at which point they can, they can dictate block construction with that being said too, like foundry. Wait, I mean for this deal, they're just straight up operating the hash. Like you don't have a choice. Yeah. 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 Um, foundry also has said that they want to be the first to adopt stratum V2 um, where the individual miners construct the blocks yeah, rather than a pool operator. But that is a real, like they should get, they should be applauded for that. I love to see that from the largest mining pool. That's also KYC'd. Um, but that does not help this situation. No. <sighs> Barry making a play. Yeah. This unless, one, yeah. This one's going to be, especially since they're acquiring all this cheap, you know, you just like he's going up. Miners are getting squeezed left and right. There's cheap hardware everywhere. Like, in, you know, in a couple of years, if they like 
get a shit ton of money into this investment vehicle, they can have so much hash directly operated by them, fully regulated and compliant. Yeah, you think they just allocate some of the some of the two and two percent management fees they're getting from GPTC, which makes them an insane amount of money year in and year out. They could they could I mean, hypothetically, I bet they could buy most of the hardware that's out on the market right now. Barry. I mean, we talk about incentives all the time, right? Like these incentives are set up to do this. Uh, It's a massive money-making opportunity here. That's why I'm concerned about it is because I expect this to be a very successful operation. Like there's a lot of people with big pockets that want to invest in this type of vehicle. Yeah. Um, And out of all... The foundry like entities, I think foundry is actually best positioned to do this because I think they do have the team with the chops to actually execute on the hosting side of things where where others I'm not so confident in in their ability to do so. And then we don't have this on the list, uh, but like I see people in the comments like saying Dex this, Dex that. Uh, I just want to be absolutely clear here that if your protocol is not censorship resistant, None of that shit fucking matters if you have a de- quote unquote decentralized exchange. And I don't have it on the list, but Binance chain had a hack. <laughs> literally just like froze the whole fucking chain. Oh, yeah. Uh, this is uh... the same exact thing could happen. Like, and, and this is a perfect example when these chains pretend these networks protocols pretend to be decentralized as a marketing regulatory arbitrage play. But in fact, they're not decentralized at all. And governments, you know, are mostly made up of, 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 of fucking idiots that are moving slowly here, but they're going to figure it out eventually. And they're going to put the pressure on these places on, on they're going to put the pressure on these centralized entities to make sure that, that all transactions that happen are quote unquote compliant and KYC'd and fully doxed. Like there's, you, you cannot have, you cannot have privacy on a, on a long enough time scale, there will be no privacy on anything that's centralized. Uh, yeah. I mean, not on the list as well, but I'm pretty sure Compass Ninja launched KYC on their clients, their latest they, contract. They changed all the policies. What, it's like you can't cancel or something too? Yeah. Well, Freaks, that were, still remains one of the largest regrets of my life is that they were a sponsor of RHR for four months. As well. Um, Similarly. Yeah. All the freaks who've gotten rugged by them, and uh, I am absolutely—I am not surprised, but I am uh, extremely disappointed that 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 so many people in the space continue to promote them. Yeah, yeah, hands up. We greatly regret that decision. You live and you learn. You move on. Yeah, God, this KYC shit. What? Uh, I mean, we've talked about it. People just got to get rugged, but I wish there were, I mean, hopefully the PTC policy team can make some some headway here, but I, I really do think we need some sort of social narrative movement against this. Yeah, I mean, but they're working on that too at, at uh, BTC policy. And just to be clear here, like if you're a pleb, do not donate to BTC policy institute. But if you're operating an American Bitcoin business, if you're if you're operating an American Bitcoin business, 
like the tax year is coming up to an end here. We have them on open sats. You can get a tax deduction, like go give them some funding. Like they've been operating on an absolute shoestring budget. We gave them free office space in, in Bitcoin park because they had like no money and they've been extremely effective behind the scenes so far. Um, so consider it. Yes. Consider it. The war is upon us. They hate you. They don't care about your safety. They don't care about your freedom. They don't care about your ability to to live right now. Again, they're pushing us towards nuclear nuclear war. We have a fucking dementia-riddled president out there saying, yeah, nuclear Armageddon's on the table. Um, these are the people that are claiming these policies are protecting you. So... Carlos is saying any other organization pleb should avoid donating. No, if you want to donate, if you want to donate, feel free to donate. I'm just saying, like, I want, I want to see like, you know, very large checks from these, from these regulated services that are making bank. Um, if, if I support the EFF too, <laughs> you could. EFF's cucked, dude. I don't support them anymore. Look, it is what it is. You know, there's no perfection. They, they, they fight some good battles. Uh, they don't get that much money from me. Um, but, uh, but, but you, you're welcome to support anything you want to support. I'm just saying that it's, this is not like a call for donations from, and I got like a lot of like, like, it's not a call for donations from, you know, humble sad stackers that are trying to accumulate more Bitcoin. Um, it's mostly a call for action from the regulated services, uh, that are making fucking bank. They're making a shit ton of fucking money. Um, and and ultimately, their incentives are strongly aligned with supporting this kind of thing because their business is going to get fucking wrecked and their customers are going to get fucking wrecked. Um, you know, Bitcoin, none of most of this, except the founder thing, uh, which is more, you know, theoretical that we're just thinking about is is not a threat to Bitcoin. It's a threat to individual Bitcoin users and specific and bitcoin bitcoin you know operators of bitcoin businesses uh because the operators of bitcoin businesses are extremely vulnerable and then individual bitcoin users who are you know kyc'd and and fully like on lists and stuff we're also vulnerable um but but the owners the, the, those businesses are are extremely vulnerable and and they have a strong incentive to take some of the the revenue they're making to support these causes um, you know, Swan, Swan this week announced that they're supporting uh, BPI um, and they're doing like a, it's like a, it, they have a donation code that like, if you go to their conference, you can, you know, 20% of your ticket sale will go to, to BPI. And, and they may also made a small donation as well directly to BPI. Um, I want to see more of that. I like that. <sighs> Yeah, like how do you sleep at night if you're an operator? Yes, you may be making a lot of money. But you know at some some point in the future, your customers are going to get rugged because of the data that you're holding. Just from a pure human aspect, like I would hope that there's some level of empathy and accountability that exists at these companies that, that compels them to begin speaking out more. Because Yeah, I mean, it's the... What is it? Uh, what's it called when you self-censor? They're self-censoring 
themselves because they want to remain in business. Like at some point, we need people to, to be brave and to speak out against this because, again, it's putting, like if you're running a Bitcoin business and you truly believe in what Bitcoin represents in terms of freedom to transact in the digital age, like you're sort of contradictory with your, your internal policy at your business and what you, what you believe you're striving toward. I just don't know how people live with themselves knowing that they're, they're putting their users in harm's way. So here's the formal call. If you're an owner operator of a, of a, a Bitcoin business in America and you're considering supporting uh, the Bitcoin Policy Institute, feel free to reach out to me uh, if you want you know, to have, to have an off-the-record call or something like that to discuss or go to opensats.org and click Bitcoin policy. We have like all the different projects there. Click the Bitcoin policy tab or whatever, and then you can donate with Bitcoin or, or fiat. Yes. Consider it. And you get tax deduction. Yes. Or if you're a whale too, or if you're a pleb, any, anyone who wants to support, feel free to reach out to me. I'm happy. I'm happy to uh, discuss it. Yes. Moving on the list, tight rip today. I'm going to wrap it up soon. Albi version 1.17.0 has been released. Uh, this just includes improvements on the LMBits integration. Um, and they fixed the LND hub connection flow for users too, so you can connect your own node. So here's something good that's happening that will allow people to send and receive with better privacy, not perfect privacy, obviously. Make sure you're using a VPN or Tor when you're using these extensions. Also, don't use a don't use a Bitcoin focused browser extension in your main browser uh, because Albi can read all of your uh, anything that's on your screen when it's enabled. Yes, and yeah. and they have a uh, quote unquote good reason for it, which is that they're trying to detect where you where you can click pay with Bitcoin, so that the convenience and ease of use is there. Um, but just something to keep in mind. Yes. Uh, cold card MK4 version 5.0.7 has been released. Um, this one was a massive update. NFC enhancements, HSM so enhancements. There's a full NFC tools menu. Um, there's a lot of updates to the HSM mode, which is called CK Bunker, where you have like a cold card plugged in via USB and it has signing policies when it signs transactions. Um, he added, uh, he, I mean, Peter and co and Enrique and the different contributors to that project added, um, temporary seeds, ephemeral seeds, uh, which is basically like you load a seed and it's only active on the cold card until you power off. Um, and a cool, I was talking to MVK about it, uh, an interesting way of they have it set up is so if you have a cold card that's already initialized with a seed and you go to the ephemeral seed option. Let's say I have this issue where I have, um, you know, there's sometimes you just like, you're like cleaning up, you're like, you're, you're cleaning up like an old drawer or something. And there's like a bunch of seeds and you just want to make sure that there's nothing in them, but, and then, so you can actually throw them out. Um, or you have a friend who wants something swept or something like that. You just need to sweep a wallet. You can load, 
you can load the seed on and then all of a sudden the cold car pretends that's its seed and then when you power it off the previous seed that you had on there then it goes back to that one um so if you already have an initialized cold card uh, you can use this feature to check seeds yeah and sweep seeds without having to remove the previous one because uh, i said to mvk i was like why can't you just wipe your existing seed and then put a new seed and then wipe and that that's why it's because you have the ability to keep it keep it initialized with whatever it had before but for that one use switch it that's a pretty big feature yeah um then speaking of nfc enhancements that's one thing too i mentioned i gave a, a tip tip using the sats card which is another product by coin kite and that's nfc enabled and um similarly they have the tap signer which is an nfc enabled key and i've been playing around with those more in the last couple of weeks and i'm extremely bullish on this type of interaction with with bitcoin and with keys and um uh, bearer instruments which the sats card is and yeah yeah i've been using it with nunchuck because that, that right now that's like the only really good mobile wallet that's compatible with NFC functionality. And so it's called action for any other software wallets out there, mobile wallets specifically that haven't enabled NFC get on it. Cause I think this is going to be really good for, for UX and optionality for users moving forward. Yeah. I mean, so the SADS card can be thought about as like an evolution in the open dime, the open dime uh, required a USB port. Um, most new computers nowadays don't have that USB-A port on them. Um, and a lot of people are just using mobile phones only. So it's nice that all basically all new mobile phones have NFC, so you can just tap the card on. Um, the SADS card comes with a key already enabled on it. Um, that requires trust uh, in in CoinKite that they they're actually deleting the keys, uh, but then you can also generate a new key. So if you are using it for large amounts, uh, make sure you you actually go through the process to generate a new key rather than using the default key that's that's on the cold card on the Sats card. And um, I mean that was a that was a convenience trade off uh, for people that wanted a more convenient option. Yeah, and the way Rodolfo explained it to me when we were going through it, like the way the cards actually construct and the private keys um, created. It's almost impossible for them to know, he would say, but you can't. Again, it's a trust trade. Not for the default key. No? The default key you have to trust them for. The QR code that's printed on the back of the SATS card, you have to trust them that they yeah. actually needed the private keys. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's cool. But the trust trade-off is, is very good for um, any keys you generate. You can generate up to nine Ten. other keys afterwards. Yeah. Um, that that trade-off is good Yeah. Uh, from a security point of view. And then the first key is there for convenience because people like seeing a printed QR code um, that they can just scan and load. Beware, freaks. Beware. Any mobile wallet developers out there let's get on nfc the tap signer is just really cool too i've been playing around with that on Nunchuck, and it's just 
I showed my wife last night. She was like, holy crap. Um, and she, I mean, she gets enough. She was like, wow, this is pretty big. Um, moving along, software updates. Fountain version 0.5.1 has been released. This is pretty big. If you're a podcast listener, they have Apple CarPlay, AutoPlay Q, OPML import and performance upgrades. So OPML is the standard RSS feed uh, import export file format. Um, so by adding OPML, you can just import uh, your podcast list, your listening list from other apps very easily. Um, yeah. Yeah. Shout out to you freaks who are listening on Fountain. Rabbit hole recap. Uh, Rip 220 last week was the f- number one listen to episode or number one supported episode on, on fountain last week. So thank you freaks for, for contributing value there. Yeah. We appreciate all your freaks who, who can continue to support the shows, uh, via value for value and sats. It's fantastic. Uh, it's really empowering. And we were talking about earlier how, you know, mentally exhausting it is doing this weekend and week out. Um, that plus, you know, shout outs plus boostergrams plus, Freaks just reaching out through the various communication channels I have listed and, and saying that they find the show helpful. Like that's what, that's what really keeps me going. Um, that's what makes it all worth it. So I appreciate all of you. Uh, it, it really does mean a lot. Yeah. We had three in the top 10 between the two of us. Rabbit hole recap. Number one, Citadel Despatch Number six, TFTC number 10. Love it. Freaks. Thank you for supporting all of our shows. Um, and with that in mind, Mentioned shout outs. We'll get a shout outs. We have two this week. We're just becoming the meetup announcement podcast. I love it. I fucking love meetups. So uh, I'm all, I, I also, <laughs> people just like tag me in their meetups because they know I retweet them. <laughs> I always wonder if like people think it means I'm attending that meetup. Most of the time, <laughs> it doesn't mean I'm uh, on Twitter. It doesn't mean I'm going to the meetup. It just means they want me to retweet it. Uh, so just keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Also keep in mind, this shout out announcing Western Australia's first ever Bitcoin bush bash on Saturday, October 15th in the old timber and farming town of Nanup, Nanup, N-A-N-N-U-P, uh, three hours south of Perth. This free event will include talks on the history of money, the war on cash and CBDCs in Australia, regenerative farming, Bitcoin privacy best practices, running nodes and energy use for home mining. There will be post-event brisket, barefoot bowls, and beers with humble plebs. We'll be in Nanup all weekend uh, with the main event on Saturday. For more info, hit up the Western Australia Bitcoin Bush Bash's Twitter page at W-A-B-B-B underscore 21. That's at W-A-B-B-B underscore 21. And remember, it's Bitcoin, not Bitcoins. We can agree to disagree there. Western Australia, Bitcoin Bush Bash people. Well, I appreciate they give me another soundboard clip. <laughs> uh, second and last shout out of the week. Greetings. If you're in the Columbia Gorge and want to kick off a new meetup, come to, uh, <coughs> God damn it, Ayat Lens, A-Y-U-T-L-E-N-S-E, Family Mexican Restaurant Banquet Room in Bingen, Washington, uh, at 5 p.m. this Sunday, October 9th, RSVP at www.meetup.com slash gorge bitcoin, G O R G E bitcoin, 
and join our matrix stat. Uh, hashtag gorge bitcoin uh, colon matrix.org. Cheers. Um, so if you're Washington State, I'm assuming this is Washington awesome. State. Um, I love I, I love the growing meetups around the world. It's fantastic. Yes. Appreciate you guys. And that one's this Sunday, October 9th. So if you're in the area looking for something to do on Sunday night, they'll be meeting at uh, Ayutlen's Family Mexican Restaurant Banquet Room. Uh, and with that being said, we'll go to, we forgot to read the boostograms from two weeks ago. So we have eight boostograms to read. So we'll just get that out of the way as well before. Let's fucking go. We riff on our last topic. Um, da, 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 shows. So this is the boostograms from Rip 219 from two weeks ago at Pitar. Shout out to Pitar for contributing. Week in and week out, 50,000 sats, no message, just a, just a pure sats injection to the show. And uh, number two, at Eric99, another perennial booster, 50,000 sats, stay humble and stack sats. At Carlos... Who's up there a lot as well. 10,000 sats. Here's a vote for more morning rips. Get some coffee, gents. You can do this. Also, to the freaks, please help users in Iran reconnect a signal. Uh, in parentheses, search it. Thanks for another episode. Uh, and last but, not, last but not least from... It may be late to get that message out. Is that what you're laughing no, at? No, it was just because Carlos gave uh, Carlos gave ten thousand sats to say he loves morning rips, and but yeah. he's in the comments on YouTube right now, and he said, "Matt, I don't like the look in your eyes. You okay? Maybe morning rips are a bad idea." <laughs> um, from at camper with a four C four M P E R nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine sats. One more shill for Briar for Iran, and everywhere else also. When will Austin and Nashville have a reliable mesh network deployed? That's a good question. I don't know. Maybe we should make an effort to to uh, entice more mesh networks in the cities we live in. Oh, all right. Now we're on the boostergrams from Rip Two Twenty. Bonds and pipelines are blowing up at Chad Farrow. Podcasting Two Point Value for Value. OG contributor, 69,690 sats. Bear markets are for boosting. Uh, at, at Gunsun, 50,000 sats. Everyone over here lost their minds over the GBP crash. Great British pound. Being a holder of Bitcoin turns you into a stoic, though, and I'm bullish on bear market building. Great show. Matt and Marty. At Eric99, stay humble and stack sats. 50,000 50, sats at pod underscore resistor 12,340 sats one two three four stay humble stack sats get boosted great advice shout out to all you freaks for boosting um yeah appreciate you freaks thanks for the support if you're getting value we would like to see rabbit hole i mean we were number one with some heavy hitters we got no agenda um the pod father and the keeper uh, a lot a lot of good shows. I was proud to see Rabbit Hole Recap number one. If you guys like this rip, this morning rip, no, it was a bit late. Um, and you're getting value out of it. Think think about boosting. Um, we love this shit. We'd eventually like to transition fully to value for value. Um, and it has been picking up. Uh, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if within the next year or two we're able to do that. So keep, keep it up and... Uh, 
hopefully we can get past the uh, the era of six to ten minute ad reads in the beginning of the episode. But we do have to feed our families. Um, all right. Last thing on the list that we have is Tornado Cash Dev denied bail. Assets are being auctioned. His assets? Well, right now they're just auctioning off his car. Uh, but it seems like uh, they're going to seize other assets and auction those off as well. Um, but yeah, he, so this is relevant for a couple of reasons. First of all, uh, they still have a develop, he's a developer of open source, uh, software, um, in America code is free speech. Obviously he's not in America. It's in the Netherlands. Uh, but I, you know, I don't know if it's that far of a reach to see something like this happen in America. Uh, so you'd hate to see that, um, still in jail. Seems like they're. They, they haven't, I don't think they've even released any charges like officially yet. Um, they, there's, it's very vague. There's like no real details. Um, you know, like Ethereum influencers made a really big deal about it, but I feel like most people just have forgotten about it already and aren't talking about it. So I don't, I'm, this is not to like, this is not, I didn't put this on the list as a dig to the Ethereum community. I put this as a, as on the list as a cautionary tale for Bitcoiners who are our primary audience. Um, like this is bad precedent. This is really, really, really bad to see. And one key aspect here is something that we've talked about in the past on the show. And I've talked about on Twitter um, is this idea that just inherently being someone into that uses quote unquote crypto or Bitcoin, they owe, they continuously use the argument of flight risk. And, and the argument is, oh, well, he's a privacy developer. He knows how to use these tools privately. There's no way we could know uh, if he has funds that we're not aware of so that he can use those funds to, because like in the traditional world, uh, what they do is if they put you on bail, they seize, all, they seize and freeze all your shit uh, so that you can't use it to, to flee. But going forward, it seems like they're just using this as a far-reaching excuse to hold Bitcoiners and quote-unquote crypto people uh, in jail without bail because they can just say, oh, it's you're a flight risk. And and his wife, I think it was his wife, or it was a family member who said he's Russian. Like if he goes back to Russia, he's going to get drafted into the war and he has no incentive to, to go back to Russia. Uh, for that reason, and they still said he was a flight risk, and they held him in. The state hates you, freaks. They fucking hate you. Whether it's the the Dutch state, state here in the United States, no matter where you are in the world, we're seeing in Iran right now. They hate you. You need to separate money and state. That's actually. Uh, it's been good to see that particular line getting out there in libertarian circles i saw dave smith was on was on a show and articulating the importance of separating money and state and then dave smith guy swan and liberty lockdown did an episode earlier this week and guy had a really good rant on the, the per- pervasive nihilism that exists out there because nihilism 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 tomato tomato um, 
No, you made me lose my train of thought. Oh, yeah, guy had a good guy had a good rant about uh, increase in nihilism. I'll go with your pronunciation. It was driven by the driven by the fact that when you break the money, everything else above that layer breaks down because people why why go to work? Why why try to save money when it's completely broken and those at the top who have control of it um, and really don't contribute much to society benefit greatly from that control while everybody else at the bottom tiers of the economic ladder are actually doing hard work to to be productive um, or just getting the shit end of the stick. It really doesn't create a good incentive structure to, to be a productive human. That's probably a big driver of, of the hedonistic, nihilistic tendencies we're seeing throughout our society globally today. The other thing is um, that I didn't put on the list, uh, but I saw come up this week was um, Larry Harmon, uh, the guy who he was the founder of Drop It, which was like one of the first uh, yeah, big in Ohio lightning that was custodial lightning. Um, he got arrested maybe a year ago or two years ago, maybe even no, I think it was two years ago. He got arrested because he was also operating a custodial Bitcoin mixer uh, where you send him Bitcoin and then he sends you someone else's Bitcoin. This is one of the reasons I don't like using the term mixing for coin join is because it's fundamentally different. Collaborative transactions are fundamentally different than uh, a custodial mixer where they're literally just sending you someone else's Bitcoin. Um, and taking custody because collaborative transactions, you never give up custody. It's just a Bitcoin sent transaction uh, with multiple parties taking privacy best practices into consideration. But anyway, um, they arrested him for the Helix mixer. They seized his funds. Uh, they they seized Dropbit's funds too. So anyone who was using the custodial Lightning wallet lost their funds as well. Um, which is one of the reasons why people should be concerned about custodial lightning wallets like Wallet of Satoshi and Blue Wallet. Um, but it turns out that when they seized his funds, they seized a ledger that they didn't have the passphrase to. Um, he didn't give them he didn't give them the the passphrase, but so they they had the actual hardware device, um, but the, and in like a lockbox that they had quote unquote seized, but they didn't actually get access to the funds and then sweep the funds to a new address that they controlled. And it turns out that they're alleging now that his brother, Gary, by the way, his parents named their kids, Larry and Gary, um, <laughs> his brother, Gary swept <laughs> the funds, uh, like, like got the seed phrase from like a secondary backup and swept the funds while they were in possession of, of the U S government based. Um, I mean, he's definitely going to get his brother in a lot more shit, but they they have him arrested now. Um, but that story came out, I think, on Bloomberg this week. Um, just interesting. Very interesting. <laughs> Crypto closet. His parents are Barry and Mary. <laughs> <laughs> Barry, Mary, Gary, and Larry. But I think part of that was he got released on bail for a portion. Um, Larry did. <laughs> And so the government accused Larry of sweeping the funds. And then Larry fingered Gary and was like, Gary did it. <sighs> the state turning brother against brother. Anyway. Just, look, at, look at what they're doing. Like, Gary and Larry just trying to build. I mean, it did it the wrong way. But they're just trying to give people more privacy. 
in the state using KYC AML laws as a precursor to just impede on people's civil liberties and their, their privacy. And again, the state is the, the perpetrator of the most heinous crimes that humanity has ever seen. And yet we're beholden to their, their surveillance systems and we're just literally <laughs> destroying freedom right in front of our eyes. <coughs> this narr- Again, this narrative needs to build. We need to build like really in some cogent, lucid way, just highlight that the state does more harm to humanity than any individual or collective of individuals outside the state can perpetrate. Anyway, Marty, anyway, freaks, I, uh, long, long day ahead, uh, very much lack of sleep. Uh, shall we wrap it on that note? Let's wrap it on that. Note. State hates you. They're fucking uh, <laughs> FBI agent, FBI agent, send that up the ranks. Let them know we said it. And I'll end it with, I love you freaks. Uh, there's much hope. There's much optimism. Stay there humble. Peace and love. Dickie.